Hey, English 3322 folks, what's happening? This is Professor Daniel Pena. Uh, this is my welcome message to you guys. Welcome to the beginning of the semester. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, as you guys know, this is Mexican-American Lit. Uh, if I were going to be teaching this in, in person, I love teaching this class in person, but sometimes uh, I do this joke at the beginning. It doesn't resonate now, uh, but I'm going to do the cheesy thing, thing and explain it. Um, I always be like, welcome to chemistry, and people are like, no. I was here to take Mexican American lit, uh, but uh, I can't fool you guys over podcasts because everything's all digital and stuff. Anyway, uh, that kind of brings my first thing that we're going to be talking about is that we're going to be doing this class primarily via podcast. Uh, if you are perhaps uh, hearing impaired, or if you uh, perhaps struggle with uh, certain uh, learning disabilities or learning challenges, uh, please get in touch with me as soon as possible. Uh, I believe um, through the Office of Disabilities um, at UHD, there are transcriptions available, or they can make them available to you. They're, they don't exist yet, but they can get them made, uh, is what I'm saying. Um, but if you have a disability and you're a registered student with disability, uh, please get in touch. Uh, but of course, I'll get back into that uh, with the syllabus. Anyway, getting off topic. Uh, but this is going to be primarily, uh, this is a long-winded way of saying, this is going to be primarily the, the mode through which we communicate. Um, I will sort of uh, lecture, in a way, in a sense, through a podcast, uh, and you'll have a series of assignments, uh, and uh, I'll give you a docket of things that you'll do every day. Of course, we'll have a sort of interaction as well. You'll have a discussion board, which I'll get into in just a second, uh, and you can guys you guys can always get in, in touch with me uh, at penyad at uhd.edu. Uh, and uh, I'm going to see if I can get a Google-like number uh, somewhere in which you can call me. It'll like patch into my regular phone, and I can do that. I know I've done that before, uh, but if that's the case, I'll probably get that up and running as soon as possible. Uh, that being said, right, uh, I try to mimic class as much as possible. Uh, and this is why I prefer podcasts. This is why I prefer uh, the sort of medium that we're in. I feel like it's uh, video is kind of stagey and kind of weird, uh, kind of staticky and... I don't mean staticky in the sort of like kind of way, but I just feel like there's a, it can be really easy to be really dead there. And for some reason, I find podcast, it's almost, it was, it's easy for me to sort of like talk to a mic and to, to sort of imagine you guys uh, as a, um, a faceless crowd. No, I'm just joking. You're like, <laughs> this sort of, you know, as individual students, right? And I can, I can, and I, it becomes a lot more enjoyable when I see your work and when I can see your, um, you're writing and I can look in the discussion thread and I can see like, oh, Kaylee's doing this or, you know, Joshua's doing that. And you can kind of go and, uh, I don't know why I say Kaylee and Joshua. I think because uh, my, my best friend, his name is Joshua. And I just interviewed a subject named Joshua. And uh, there's someone in the class named Kaylee who just emailed me. So that's, that's what that's about. Hey, Kaylee, what's up? Anyway, so uh, this is, this is pretty much podcast. And um, this is how we communicate. Cool. Um, most podcasts are pretty heavily produced. I try to make it fun in some way. So they'll come with bumper music and they'll come with um, some factoids. They'll come with like a little intro. Um, some of the podcasts are actually, whoa, that was weird. Do you guys hear that? Something just kind of like, I, I think I uh, it went, you're going to have some electrical issues here. I'm, I'm, I'm recording this in the middle of a storm. So I, I anticipate maybe that's what that is. But anyway, um, uh, what was he talking about? See, see, this is just like regular class where I'm just like, I lose my train of thought 
and uh, something's something's happened. Something somebody uh, somebody uh, slurped too loud on their drink, and I'm 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 distracted now, and I'm like, put the drink away, and that's and I'm I'm giving you the full effect. You see, it's just like you're on campus again, right? Um, if you want the full effect, you can like really struggle trying to find parking and stuff. Anyway, um, what was I going? What was I going to do that? Oh yeah, so most of it will take place uh, here. Uh, I want to jump right into Blackboard. Um, because I feel like this is sort of the easiest way in which I can sort of go through it. So if you're near a computer, um, definitely go ahead and uh, open up Blackboard for the course. Um, it's the one that says 824 to 1216 English 3322, uh, section number 24181. Uh, and that's that's us. Um, oh, I, I, now I know what I was going to say earlier, right? All right, you're getting the full experience, man, the scatter brain professor experience. Um, some of the podcasts, well, we just did it again. Anyway, some of the podcasts come or will come, uh, they had been pre-recorded, right? And so I had, uh, recorded them right when we went into pandemic. They were good recordings. And so I didn't want to throw them away. So I'm probably going to use them again for this class. Uh, it's like one of those things where you ever do the thing where you like run down a hill and then you like trip and something, and then you, you land on your feet and you're like, Oh, I wish I saw somebody saw that. Uh, it was like, I did that, but on recordings. And so I was like, I got to use these again. So Postcolonial Love Poem, those will be definitely, I'll reuse some of those. Uh, I might use one or two recordings from Caratucho, uh, the one, the first one we're going to read. But again, I'll get into all that in a second. This is to say some of these podcasts will be very new, very live. Like this one I just recording uh, today. And it was like, you know, you, you know, there's a storm. And so obviously it's, it's, it's that double hurricane. There you go. I just dated the podcast. There's a double hurricane out in the Gulf and that's, uh, that's that's where I'm at right now. That's why I'm having all these electrical problems. Anyway, um, and some of them will be new, right? Some of them will be old, some will be new. So it'll be a good mix of things. But there will always be a podcast. Every day you'll have something to listen to unless otherwise specified. All right, so let's go ahead and open up Blackboard. The first thing you'll notice is under my announcements, uh, there's an announcement, right? Uh, so for the first day, let me see if I can turn this off and put it in student mode. I just did that and there's nothing. <laughs> it's like, uh, anyway, it'll launch on the 24th. But for your first week of class, uh, 824 and 826, it says, Dear English 22, please do the following. One, listen to today's message here. And that is presumably what you're listening to right now. Two, read the syllabus, familiarize yourself with Blackboard, and reach out if you have any questions. So uh, I'm going to go over the syllabus very quickly um, in just a second. Uh, three, get a hold of Cartucho, which is our first read, by Nelly Campobello. For next Monday, we'll be reading up to page 30, the chapter entitled Grime, uh, or up to the chapter title in Grime. Uh, for next Wednesday, we'll be reading up to page 52, quote, the Green, Eagle, Green Eagles. Uh, so again, so for next time, next Monday is 831, uh, next Wednesday is 9-2, so have those read for next time. But this week, so it'll tell you what you're doing this week, right? Uh, so get a hold of that. Um, also, I, I included a link where the book can be downloaded. But it says, for this week, 824 and 826, please watch the documentary, The Storm That Swept Mexico. It's all about the Mexican Revolution. Uh, it's a pretty good documentary, really interesting. Uh, but I figure I'd give you guys a pretty easy week in this first week that... Um, let's, see how, let's see how well this ages. Uh, the mail is messed up. <laughs> Everyone's trying to get their books. The mail's a little messed up. Uh, we got the double storm out in the in the tropics. Uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully I can use this from a year from now. The mail, the hopefully not 
hopefully the mail will be fixed and we won't be having double storms in the tropics. Although I'm, this is crazy, man. So I just started using podcasts I recorded years ago and I recorded one during Harvey and I'm like, wow, it sounds like I just recorded it yesterday. I'm talking about the exact same stuff. These super storms are, are, are everywhere now. It's, it's incredible. Now, you know, my politics anyway, uh, there's that right on dig it. Okay. So let's go to, uh, so every day under course content, that's the first thing I really want to show you guys. You're going to have, uh, announcements, more announcements, and then you just go down and you can, you can kind of, um, read what you're doing for the day. So for 831, which is, uh, a week from when you'll be listening to this, it says, please do the following. Listen to today's lesson here. Uh, and then I give you a, uh, link to the, uh, podcast for the day. Two, the discussion board, in the discussion board, write a one-paragraph reflection on today's reading by clicking on, quote, reflections on Capoveo's Cartucho Day 1 and creating a thread. So I'll explain those in just a second. But you see, it gives you a docket of things you should be doing. It gives you a, a sort of a, a rundown. What are the four or five things I need to do today? Uh, and, you know, due dates will come at you two, three weeks in advance. And so every day you should be checking uh, course announcements. Uh, course announcements is where um, it's it's where the rubber meets the road in this class. It just literally keeps you on track. If you do everything in course announcements, I guarantee you you're going to be fine in this class. Uh, cool. So uh, let's go to uh, course content then next. You'll see there's two things in there already. One is called on recent Chicano lit, and two is quote the fork. Perf- the Folk Performance of Chicano and the Cultural Limits of Political Ideology by Jose y Limon. Uh, those are two things I pre-uploaded. We'll talk about it. Uh, we might have a guest coming at the end of the semester, uh, a historian uh, by the name of Dr. Um, Ulises uh, Piña, um, P-I-N-A, Enya, P-I-N-Y-A, Piña. Um, good friend of mine, uh, an incredible historian uh, of the Mexican Revolution, uh, but I think I wanted to bring him for this first section, but he'll probably come toward the end of the semester. So uh, just a heads up, as uh, as you know, things are happening or as I want you to sort of consult some outside readings, uh, they'll be uploaded here. Um, cool. And that's I always think of course content as like the class junk drawer, right? Everyone has that junk drawer in the house where you open the drawer and there's just like uh, some matches in there, some crumbs, and then like, uh, you know like like one or two like loose cigarettes and you're like who who smokes in this house right and then uh there's like uh some gum in there and then there's like uh oh shit there's that receipt for that thing you got to return to ikea uh the thing that you never built actually and you can't you can't find it and <laughs> all that it's the junk drawer the junk drawer of the class um cool all right let's go to let's go right into the nitty-gritty of it let's just go to syllabus so if you look at the left hand side uh, maybe a few clicks down under course learning resources, you'll find the syllabus and right there, it'll say syllabus fall 2020. Go ahead and click on that. Uh, it'll open it up in another window automatically. You can also download it. Uh, and then we'll just start at the top, right? English 3322 Mexican American lit. Uh, for some reason it says Tuesday, Thursday. That's not right. I'm gonna have to get that right. Um, it's, it's really, uh, I think during the semester it was, it was Tuesday, Thursday, uh, or it was scheduled if it were to have been face-to-face. Uh, but generally, I post things on Monday, Wednesday. That's probably where that came from. But as, as you can see, right below that, it says online, uh, fall 2020. All right, instructor information, Daniel Pena. That's me. Uh, that's my email, penad at uhd.edu. 
Uh, and that's my office. Not going to be there because I don't want to get COVID, but that's my office. One Main, 1064 South, right? Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, I am a professor at the University of Houston downtown. Uh, before that, I taught at the Louisiana State uh why did I say the Louisiana? Louisiana State University, LSU, uh, for one year. And then before that, I was a Fulbright scholar in Mexico City, uh, where I wrote my first novel, Bang, which came out in 2018. Uh, won a few awards, got a little bit of notoriety, but uh, that's kind of like my claim to fame. I'm a novelist. Um, I'm also an essayist, short story writer. Uh, I write a lot of stuff for The Guardian. I think um, by the time you hear this, I'll be publishing more sort of non-fiction than fiction at the point. But like, the point is I do a little bit of poetry, a little bit do a little bit of everything, but I'm predominantly uh, a Mexican-American writer. Uh, and that's 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 sort of my, my thing, right? Um, so got one book, uh, graduated from Cornell University, uh, grew up in Austin, Texas, um, live in Houston now. I love Houston, man. It's, 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 a, it's a great little town. Um, I say that as it's it's about to just uh, flood with a double tornado or the double hurricane. Great town, man. Never lived anywhere better, you know? I'm digging it. Anyway, I love Houston. Course description. I actually, I genuinely do love Houston. And I'm a huge fan. Always have been a fan of Rockets basketball. Course description. What is Chicano Lit and who writes it? In this course, we will explore the writers and activists who, in various ways, worked to transform an ethnic stereotype into a term of empowerment and who also in turn challenged assumptions about what is and is not quote american we will consider how chicano literature might challenge us to redefine american literature discussing such intellectual and social movements as latinidad the chicano movement pochos atlan and civil rights Texts that will be uh, read include Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca's Chronicle of Narvaez Expedition, Nelly Campobello's Cartucho and My Mother's Hands, Marcelo Hernandez Castillo's Children of the Land, a memoir, uh, Gloria Anzaldúa's Borderlands La Frontera, and Natalie Diaz's post-colonial love poem. I want to address this for a second because I actually saw in the bookstore that they had John Retchie's, um a book by John Retchie in in... Uh, under this course, and so I was I was a little bit perplexed by that. I, I think they replaced um, Marcelo Hernandez Castillo's book with John Retchie somehow. But anyway, what is in the syllabus is like the law of the land. That is pretty much what we're going to be reading. Uh, all these are pretty much trade books, pretty easy to come by. Uh, I try to make it so that it's radically affordable. Uh, for instance, like... Um, the Chronicle of the Narvaez Expedition, Cabeza de Vaca. That's pretty open source. You can find that pretty easily for free. Uh, likewise with Nelly Campobello's Cartucho and My Mother's Hands. I actually link to that. If you'll go in the first, under course announcements, and you go in the first day, you'll actually see uh, a link to um, that PDF. I think you have to sign up for a, a service of some kind. It's like a free uh, nonprofit open source library thing. Uh, but if you if you are feeling so cheap, man, and sometimes and I get that, man. I was a student not long ago. By all means, go for it. Um, you know, and then a lot of these books are, are pretty cheap. I I make it so that one student told me that like they have been able to purchase all of the books for my class. I think for like less than fifteen dollars, which is, I think that's crazy. I I don't know what kind of like Russian scam sites that student went on. But like, 
they did it, you know, and I, I saw it, it doesn't matter to me, right? I'm not I'm not here to police anybody. I'm not here to throw the 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 hammer down on anyone and be like, oh, you you're reading that from a however you get it, man. However you get it. I know the bookstores got it, and I know they're going to try to make a buck off you, and they're going to. You, you, but you're under no obligation to buy from them, right? Um, you'd be like, man, I got my Russian scam sites that I get my things from, you know. Anyway, um, so you can see them listed there. Uh, and they have the ISBN 10 and the ISBN 13s. Uh, writing assignments. So four essays will be assigned. You'll notice we have five books. That means you have to only write essays on four of them, right? So four essays will be assigned, one of which will be creative in nature. These essays will typically proceed, be preceded by preparatory work. At the end of the semester, you'll have a creative writing project in which you'll construct your own personal memoir. More details toward the end of the semester. Uh, so, yeah. So I want to modify this real quick and, and, and sort of explain this. Um, we are reading five books. You're responsible for four essays. Uh, but there is an optional creative essay that I have in there. Um, this semester, this uh, this was obviously modified, uh, sort of post COVID, and I was intrigued. I, I can see actually what I was doing at the time. I was intrigued with these COVID era stories, and and given that so many of you guys are, um, not all of you, but a lot of you um, are are. Um, Mexican-American or or have a sort of a, a bent or, a, or an affinity for Mexican-American literature. You're obviously in this class. I was interested in those stories, right? And you guys as writers uh, and writers who can sort of are own your own narrative and those kinds of things. And so um, it's in the, it's in the syllabus. And I think it's something that's kind of cool. Uh, not required. You don't have to write a creative piece in lieu of a critical one, but you can, right? So in theory, you could do uh, three essays over the books instead of four uh, and you could have that fourth one be a creative piece but I can get toward that I will talk more about that toward the end of the semester uh, but that's sort of a nice softball gimme um, that is uh, it's a lot of fun and I, I found it really intriguing and enlightening and uh, I, I really uh, enjoyed reading them because these COVID era stories are are fucking bananas and they are um they're 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 almost historical artifacts, uh, and also I I think I think it's something that you should also think about. Like I feel like we don't do that enough in college, and it, uh, not to get off on a tangent on the first day already, uh, but it is sort of maybe one of the big points and ideas of college um, is to really examine the self and like what we're doing here, right? I know that sounds kind of like. Um, I don't know, like cliche or something. But really, and this gets to a larger point about like what college is about. And to the end, you guys should know this if you're coming into my class, right? Um, so many of us treat college as like this transactional thing, right? I'm going to go through uh, a series of hoops. I'm going to I'm going to do a series of uh, assignments and quizzes and tests, and and I'm going to and I'm going to I give you this and you give me that, and I give you this and you give me that, and I'm going to memorize stuff and I'm just going to forget about it, and like that's not what college is about. That's not even what life's about, right? Um, the most successful people I know in life aren't the people that says, oh, what does this degree get for me? Or what does this class do for me, right? It's the people who, you know, they understand that when you approach the work, you get out of it what you put in, right? And to this end, it's like, that's, that's, that's the entire game, right? If you leave college with, with nothing else, even if you don't, even if you decide not to take this class, I'm going to move on. I'm going to do something else, right? Um, 
you should know that like get out of it what you put into it and i think it's like college it's it's one of those things where i i think uh less people think about or they they put less value for some reason whatever reason on the experience and the growth and the self-examination uh and frankly like the story of college like i'm i'm always kind of saddened when people leave college and they still don't know who they are because and this is true and i say this as a as a novelist i also say this as someone who studies and uh teaches literature is that we are the product of the stories we tell ourselves that's pretty much all we are right um some people say well how is this guy more successful or how is he how is this person not as successful they were given everything it's a story they told themselves right um and some of that takes self-examination and part of self-examination is slowing down uh and part of slowing down is really asking these fundamental questions about really what i think the best of art interrogates what does it mean to be human what is hate what is love what is envy, right? What does it mean to fall in love? What does it mean uh, to be an American right now? What does it mean to be a Mexican-American? What is a Chicano, right? Um, what am I doing here? What am I having for lunch, right? Like all those things that seem almost arbitrary, but you know, we end up being the product of this. We end up being the stories we tell ourselves. That's the, that's the name of the game, right? Uh, and so I, I would really highly encourage you, not only in this class, but in all your classes, to really, uh, really take that to heart this idea that I'm not here just for a transactional purpose. I'm not here to, you know, go jump through a series of hoops and get to my degree and then just go on. That idea of, and maybe I'll tell you guys this, I, I suspect I have a lot of juniors and seniors coming here, and this is important for you to know, and especially important for you to know in this new economy. Uh, the idea of getting a degree and then going out into the world and then just working right off the bat like that. Uh, that hasn't been a reality since before I graduated even like in terms of um, the degree, the, the degree being the pathway to the job. Like it is true. A hundred percent of people who have the jobs that we want have degrees, but post 2008, you may know some of this history, right? Great recession of 2008. We are going through another one right now. Um, it's really about, you know, the juice that you squeezed out of your experience here, Right. Uh, it's about what you learned as a as an individual, the connections you made, the internships you had. If you're a junior, if you're a rising junior about to be going into your senior year, or even if you're a senior about to graduate, get an internship, right? That's like A1, you should do that. That's how people get jobs. You know, that's, you know, it's one of those things that not a lot of people talk about, but that's absolutely how the job market um, is working. Um, you get an internship and then that sort of gets you the foot into the job after you graduate. Um but most of it are, are these these weird skills, these very niche things we develop, right? Um, when I when I graduated from graduate school, um, I had a I had a set of like a lot of weird skills, right? Um, I, I used to be a pilot. I used to be able to fly planes. Um, I was also working as a journalist for a long time, um, and for a long time that was like my job. People would send me out to kind of dangerous places. And say, hey, write a story about that, right? <laughs> that became my thing, right? But it was one of those things where it was like, you, 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 it was that was the juice that I squeezed out of my, you know, my my youth, right? That was those were the the skills that I have, and and you should. It's not too early right now to start thinking about the critical skills that you might be developing, uh, especially in this class, even right. Thinking about narrative, thinking about stories, thinking about the cultural context in which you live. 
thinking about the region, right? All that, even it might just be a Mexican American literature class. This is this has you know uh, national, international ramifications, as we'll talk about this semester. And so, really taking those lessons to heart, right? And I'm not I'm not looking for sort of uh, you know kind of slouch participation. I'm really here to challenge you guys. I'm really here to sort of um, get into the weeds with you guys. Uh, and I would hope that you sort of bring that same energy to my class as well. Uh, hopefully, you bring it to all your classes. But you know, don't fuck up in my class. Is the way I'm saying. <laughs> you can be all right. Just, 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 you're gonna be all right. All right, getting back into it. There you go. That's a professor tangent for you. That's uh, bet you don't miss that in the COVID era. Bet you don't miss that in the uh, hyper-produced videos that are like 15 minutes long, and they're like, okay, take a quiz. Right? <laughs> like, I wonder how like math classes are doing it right now. Or like a, or like a kinesthetics class, you know, like it's got to be weird. I can't even imagine what you guys are going. Through. I mean, I it's it's weird for me to just talk to you guys, pipe through a set of headphones. That's weird. Um, in some ways, I can imagine you're you're just this this, this faceless uh, nefarious mass. I'm just joking. I can visualize the individuals that you are. I can see you in your face. Like, hey, Joshua. Hey, Kaylee. What's up? Uh, I can see you guys. Um, this COVID shit's weird though, man. That's why I'm requiring that paper at the end. That's the that's what I was getting back to. Writing assignments. That that uh that weird paper at the end, the personal one, the COVID nineteen individual conferences. You're responsible for scheduling two conferences with me throughout the semester to discuss your writing and pose any questions or concerns. I will hand out a sign up sheet. That's not going to happen in the COVID era. Once at the beginning of the semester and once at the end. So I'm just going to leave this up to you guys. Uh, schedule a conference conference with me. Uh, whenever you can, and uh, I just want to meet you guys. Uh, I'm not here to be anonymous or to be to keep you guys at a armchair's distance. I'm, I genuinely am interested in you as people and as writers and as like a, a faceless nefarious mass. I'm, I'm just joking, Joshua, Kaylee, grading. All right, quizzes. Fifteen uh, percent. We'll have a, a handful of quizzes. Uh, writing assignments. Seventy percent. So you can see that the progressively weighted essay one is 10 points, essay two is 15 points, essay three is 20 points. This is so that, you know, you do the first essay, I can kind of get a, a gist of like, you know, if you, if you really, really, you know, just eat it, it's not going to kill you. And I can give you some feedback and maybe you repair it for essay number two. And the idea is that progressively, you know, as you get into the more weightier essays, you're, you're doing better. Hopefully you've had enough feedback by then that you can really hit it out of the ballpark. Uh, class participation. So this is where all of those um, discussion board things come into play. So uh, 15%, how is it that I gauge that you're engaging with the material? If you'll click over back into um, back into the uh, whoa, into the blackboard, you'll see a, a link on the left-hand side right under coursework that says discussions. Click on discussions. And you'll see just a bunch of threads that I've already created, right? Uh, Reflections on Cartuccio by Nelly Campobello, day one. Reflections on Cartuccio by Nelly Campobello, day two. And on and on for each text, right? Uh, so what it is, essentially, every day I'm going to ask that you not only listen to the podcast, you know, but you do the readings and you engage with it. Just give me a paragraph, a quick paragraph of just sort of general reflections of the piece, right? I'm not looking for a novel. I'm not looking for anything. Even if it was like, I am bored today. I don't dig this reading, right? I want to hear that. And I want to hear why, right? By the way, you can never just say, I am bored. I want to hear why you're bored, or why uh, the reading is not resonating with you. 
Why are you fucking up? I'm just joking. Um, but I, if, if you're fucking up, I want to know about it, right? Why, right? Why are you, are you, are you fucking up? And, and by the way, I, if this might offend a, a few people, but I, I have, um, uh, I, I cuss a lot and frankly, I'm not giving it up for you. Um, I, I love you. And, uh, but that's just, uh, that's the, that's who I am, man. And I'm, and I'm, I'm getting older now and I'm just, I'm a writer and it's, it's hanging around with a lot of writers and, but I slip up sometimes. Uh, but everyone's so buttoned up. Everyone's so, uh, like corporate or something, but like, I don't know. It's one of the, it's one of the privileged, great privileges of, of, um, being a writer is that, um, you don't have to grow up. It's, it's, it's the greatest. You just kind of just keep doing stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, I am of the uh, opinion that, uh, even swear words are language, right? And, and as a writer, I'm interested in all language, man. Every language is a tool. People say, uh, oh, if you swear, you can't think of a better word. That's not true. There's some, some, you hit your, hit your thumb with a hammer and you, ah, fiddlesticks. Like, no, you just say, ah, fuck, right? That's like, that's the word. That's the one you need. That's the one, man. Anyway, back to the syllabus. Okay. So important miscellany, attendance, lateness, obviously has less to do uh, with online because we're doing this asynchronously. But if you feel so compelled, you can read that. It's about not being tardy. Uh, some of that's germane in that if you really fall behind on an assignment, you know, I'm talking like weeks, if you just fall off the radar, I'm going to take notice, and obviously that starts affecting your participation grade. So, you know, that's part of staying engaged with a discussion board, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, treat my class like you would any other class, right? Uh, I don't think of it as any more important uh, or any less important than any other class. And so uh, I'm obviously, I'm up here teaching it. I'm up here doing the recordings. And so uh, during the COVID times, during the double hurricane times. And so, uh, yeah, you know, show up, be present. Uh Get out of it what you put into it, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but just don't, don't, uh, we're going to be doing this asynchronously. So that means we do it on your own time. Uh, I kind of like that. And I, to this end, it's like part of why I like podcasts. You can sort of press play, press pause, press, press play again. Uh, and it's pretty easy that way. Um, and anyway, it's, it's chill. So tennis lateness. Um, Cool, late assignments. Highest grade any late assignment will receive is a C slash check minus, even if you've forgotten to print out for class. Assignments cannot be emailed to me. They must be turned in on paper. Office hours and conferences. I want to meet with you, right? Did I already... Uh, I think I already said that. Shit, man. Hey, this 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 is a working syllabus, man. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is COVID times, man. Anyway... Uh, that's, that's got to take it out. I'm going to put up a revised syllabus as soon as I do. So formatting, this is important. All papers should be double spaced in 12 point font, easily readable black font. Times New Roman and Calibri work fine, uh, with one inch margins. Uh, so just 12 point font, one inch margins, double space, that kind of thing. Like, uh, like you would any other class MLA format. So include your name and the page number on every page of the assignment, uh, and include the assignment number on the first place on first page. Please spell check and proofread. That's really important. Um, not only is it like uh, sometimes I'll print things out and I'll try to mark them up. And if your name's not on every page, it does get mixed up. But like sometimes I print out stuff and I'm just like, I don't even know who this belongs to, you know. And I just, it's, it's a nightmare. 
Anyway, academic honesty. Uh, the short of it is just don't cheat. I'll find it. We used to turn it in, and so it's like the easiest thing in the world. So uh, that's the thing. Uh, meeting your needs. The University of Houston downtown is committed to creating a learning environment that meets the needs of its diverse student population. Accordingly, UHD strives to provide reasonable academic accommodations to students who request and are eligible as specified by Section 504 ADA guidelines. Students with disabilities may work with the Office of Disability Services to discuss a range of options to removing barriers in this course, including official accommodations. Right. So if you need accommodations, definitely get in touch with me and definitely provide the paperwork uh, from the Office of Disability Services. I'd be glad to make accommodations for you. Okay, moving on. Uh, the bottom line, your grade in this class will be determined by the effort and engagement you bring to your work, your development over the semester, and the contributions you make to our community. I guess it's called a workshop community, but because it kind of is. I will do all I can to make this a creative, supportive community for you and to help you feel truly excited about your work and development in this class. To this end, this is a working syllabus. It will likely be revised as we go along and I get a better sense of your needs. Uh, cool. There is a lot of stuff you'll notice uh, at the bottom of the syllabus, UHD course policies for all classes for the fall of 2020. I just want to go over those really briefly. Uh, these are uh, pretty much standard requirements from the university in the COVID-19 era, and so I feel they're important to go over. Uh, so responses to university-wide disruptions. In the event of university-wide disruptions for any reason, including weather, health, and safety concerns, we got all of those this week, man. This is that's that's the that's the name of the game. UHD. That's not in the syllabus. That was just me uh, editorializing. UHD may require instructors and students to engage in their classes via different modalities and/or timelines to minimize disruption to the continuity of the semester. Such changes may entail adjustments to syllabus and content. Instructors will communicate any changes in writing to all enrolled students as soon as circumstances allow. Uh, disruptions aside, instructors reserve the right to adjust their syllabi as needed in order to accommodate the educational needs of the class. So again, just saying if anything catastrophic happens, the syllabus will change. Uh, and also it's very standard practice that, you know, syllabi are like living documents. Things change, right? Due dates happen. Uh, sometimes we take one or two days longer on a reading because the class needs that. And you know, the essay might get pushed back two days or something like that. I'll never, I'll never push a date up on you guys. I'll never say something is due on the 5th and then suddenly it's due on, you know, September 29th or something. Like That'll never happen. Uh, but what could happen, and it often does happen in a semester, is we get hit with like a double a double uh, fire tornado, a double uh, hurricane, and there's this, uh, things get pushed back, right? And that's okay. Can you guys tell I'm freaking out? I'm like, should, should I get water and stuff? Like, should I get like a, should I, I don't know, should, should I get like a, like a check it like a dog or like what do i what do you do during a hurricane anyway covid19 exposure or diagnosis any student who is exposed to or diagnosed with covid19 should self-report to the university uh using forms found at and then they give you the link uh even if you're taking online courses right so if you for instance you get uh god forbid uh but infected with covid19 i really god i really pray none of you guys do um, I hope we keep it safe and I hope we keep it, um, mask up as, as Turner would say this semester, but like, I hope we keep it, uh, on track, but if you do, you have to self-report. That's like a no bullshit thing. You got to do that. Um, all right. And then, uh, it says, in addition, you may be eligible for short-term academic accommodations. If for, for instance, you do, uh, get, uh, COVID, uh, which can be requested through the office of disability services. So there's a link there. Definitely read that. 
uh, for classes with in-person meetings, face-to-face, hybrid, online, interactive. Uh, if any member of the class reports exposure or diagnosis, please follow the instructions provided by the university for reporting. Our UHD contract tracing team may contact class members and instructor with appropriate steps, which may include self-isolation for a period of 14 days. In the case of self-isolation requirements, the class may move immediately to an online format with instructions provided by your instructor. Decisions about when you will return to your classroom will be determined by university protocols and communicated to the class members. Uh, cool. Obviously, it affects us less because we are online, uh, but, you know, it happens. It'll, it, you should expect it if, perchance, you're taking a, you know, like a face-to-face class, that kinesiology class or something. Uh, safety precautions, masks, and social distancing. All individuals coming to UHD, UHD campus must provide all safety precautions articulated by the university. Uh, unless otherwise announced by the university, the following requirements apply. One, all individuals must wear face coverings in all university buildings and facilities. Students may seek accommodation related to the UHD face covering policy through the Office of Disability Services. Two, eating and drinking is prohibited during class interesting and does not constitute a reason for removal of face masks for extended periods of time three all classrooms will be set up six foot social distancing uh set up for a desk identified as quote do not sit should not be used and furniture should not be rearranged in classrooms in all common areas e.g hallways stairwells everyone must wear face coverings and should maintain social distancing to the extent possible so failure to comply obviously has reper- repercussions. Uh, technology requirements. To maximize your your success in an online course at UHD, you should have access to a desktop or a laptop computer running an up-to-date Windows or Mac OS operating system using the latest Firefox and Chrome browsers. A built-in or add-on webcam is also often required in certain courses with multimedia tools, Zoom, VoiceThread, etc., and or exam proctoring tools, lockdown, browser, monitor, etc. are used. Chromebooks and some other tablets are not compatible, interesting, with test proctoring tools such as ProctorU or Lockdown Browser. While the Blackboard app, e.g. on your phone, can be helpful for some course features, UHD recommends that you do not use it for working on or submitting graded activities. Right, so fix this class, not at all actually. We don't, I, very rarely do I ask you guys to do something for Zoom. Maybe we might do one or two things. Uh, In my opinion, Zoom is, is necessary. You do some really good things and it's good for certain purposes uh but for a class like this uh that's not exactly uh the core of it is not collaborative in nature though it can be um uh, and it just the number of glitches that could possibly happen in zoom means i i choose to go uh kind of old school podcast style uh and so um you know as long as you can hear this and for what it's worth i mean it's like the third reason i mentioned podcasting is because uh, you guys, the file is relatively little, uh, and you can stream it from anywhere. And so you can play it in your car. You can play it uh, while you're jogging or something. Hopefully, you have the book in front of you and you're doing the work. You know, <laughs> like you're not just like pressing play and then zoning out and being like, "That guy's voice is weird, man. It's fucking weird." Yeah, but hopefully, you're like hanging in there and and actually like taking the work to heart. And uh, you know, it's Zoom is weird, man. You guys get Zoom fatigue. You guys get like you're on that birthday call, and you're with your like nephew, and you're like, oh, this is, he's cute, and you're just like, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, Zoom's a lifestyle, man. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, UHD class engagement requirement. 
You must engage with course materials and or depending on your faculty syllabus and course requirements, connect with your faculty member before the 10th calendar day of class. Failure to do so will result in you being administratively dropped from this course. This is really important. Make sure that you are engaging with all your courses. Uh, make sure that if any assignments are, are being asked of you, uh, if you're being asked to respond to an email or something, that people are uh, asking of you that you respond so that you're not administratively dropped. Uh, recording class sessions. Some of the sessions in this course may be pre-recorded, recorded, or live streamed by the instructor. Such recording streaming will be available only to students registered for the class. Students should not share these instructor-recorded sessions with those not in the class or upload them to any other online environment. Students should not record or stream course sessions. Doing so may violate the FERPA Act. Um, please check with your instructor before sharing recordings of class content with any individual. Uh, so yeah, that goes for my class as well, uh, and especially for my class. Um, obviously, I'm creating these recordings. I'm the owner of them, um, and also like it happens too that like I'll have a guest on uh, on onto the into the class onto the program. I said, but into the class, uh, and they're sharing their own intellectual uh, research and property. And so uh, that's something that is a privilege. You know, you're a privileged witness to. Um, for instance, with a post-colonial love poem, you'll you'll see uh, I bring on Natalie Quintanilla, who is a, a post-colonial scholar who shares a little bit of her research and a little bit of her knowledge with us. Uh, that'll be coming around, like I want to say, late September, early October, kind of thing. Uh, but you know, it's 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 one of those things where you know she, it's a privilege to listen to that stuff, and you know she worked really hard, and it would be wrong if you were to upload it somewhere and then she, someone steals it or something, you know. Uh, so just you know guard the class. You know I make it radically available. It's via podcast. Uh, I don't think I tried not to make it available in the app stores and things like that, but I I, I think you can find them there. Uh, so it's not like they're like completely on on hold, but or like locked down or something, but. You know, just don't don't go spreading stuff willy nilly, right? Don't don't go spreading my weird hurricane things. My 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 uh, my uh, my my um, my fire tornado. Uh, very much like Houston-y thoughts. Like anyone's gonna listen to him, right? You guys gotta listen to him, and so you're here. <laughs> but anyways, uh, obviously uh, important for this class, but all your classes. Uh, cool. Um, that's pretty much what I had for you guys. I'm going to amend this syllabus just a little bit just to get some of these little thorny things out like the Tuesday, Thursday thing. And, uh, that's it. Uh, I really just want to say I'm so, I joke around a lot, but I, I genuinely am, uh, thrilled for you to, to be in the class. Uh, and I'm thrilled to have you, have you guys, um, studying this. This is a, a subject and a topic that's really close to my heart. Obviously, uh, I am a Mexican American writer. Uh, but it's also something I think is cool. You know, it's it's kind of a cool, unique class that we have at UHD, uh, and it's an opportunity I feel like to dive into some some stuff that I feel has been either intentionally withheld from us or is sort of obfuscated, like the Mexican Revolution. What the fuck is that about, right? What happened there, right? We know we know that like a lot of our families came over in that era, but what was it about, really, right? You ever have that thing where no one talks about? Uh, this is really common in Mexican American families. Like, no one, no one talks about anything bef that happened before, like your mom, <laughs> or like, like Wilita like or something. Where it's just like, hey, how did we get here? And they're like, we got here. Don't worry about it, you know. <laughs> and so, like, hey, what was that? What what was that war that like all of our ancestors fought in? And I do mean like all, like 
the entire country was swept up. You'll find this out in the, in the first week, the wind that swept Mexico. Man, that was a war that took, like, everyone's family was touched by it. Uh, so what was that, right? What were they doing? Uh, where were we hanging out? What were, who were the actors? Who were the, who were the enemies? You know, who is Zapata? Who is Pancho Villa? Who are all these guys, right? Uh, and so uh, we'll sort of uncover some of those myths, uh, and then we'll get into sort of some of the more contemporary stuff with Marcelo and Hernandez Castillo at the end of the semester and uh, Gloria and Zaldúa. Who is she? Those kind of things. What is Atlan? What is uh, Chicanismo? What is Chicano? You know, what is am I Chicano or am I Mexican American? Like, am I Mexicano or Mexicano? When I was a kid, man, I was just Mexican. People were like, what are you? I was like, I'm Mexican, right? It, to, to their credit, I was. I am. I have Mexican citizenship. Um, but I was I was born in El Paso and stuff. I got it through my mom. The my citizenship, uh, but I, every kid I knew was like, "Who's Mexican? I'm Mexican, right?" Um, but then it, you realize really quickly, you go to Mexico and you're like, "Wow, that's and I don't know if I'm yeah, I don't know if I'm that right." <laughs> I think I'm, I have the same taste as me, and you know we can kind of understand each other. But the Mexican American experience is something really interesting, really really uh, singular. But ultimately, I, and I would argue this, it's it's an American experience. It's uh, a Mexican American literature is is American literature. Uh, and so we'll talk about that and talk about the way it's been sort of othered and the way it's been really, I, I think sometimes, you know, uh, not, not nearly taught as, as much as it should be, or, or some of these names are, are obfuscated for various reasons, uh, but we'll get there. This is a long winded way of saying, I appreciate you guys listening, ramble a lot today, but, uh, welcome to class. Um, I'm really glad, uh, you guys are here. Uh, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just thrilled you're on board. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, gripes, uh, anything, right? Uh, you would email me, be like, hey, your voice is kind of weird. Um, it's Pena D, P E N A D, at uhd.edu. All right, y'all, be good uh, and uh, prepare for the double tornado of fire of the faceless morass uh, that is coming from the, from, uh, the, the Black Lagoon kind of thing. All right, we're going to make it, man. Don't let COVID get you down. All right, be good.